Hello, and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today is just an absolutely huge day in video game stories. Very unexpected, being a Monday in the middle of June. But as it turns out, Microsoft has made a very big choice in how they are seeking to pursue their video game initiatives in the next generation. And since so many people have come into my comments and criticized me, for being so critical of Sony and their moves towards PlayStation and the next generation with PlayStation 5. I think it only fair to note here that Microsoft is making a big U-turn, a very big U-turn on all of the business strategies they have had with respect to their video game streaming service, Mixer, as of right now. So without further ado, let's take a look at this article from The Verge, went live less than a half an hour ago as of recording of this video. Microsoft is shutting down Mixer and partnering with Facebook Gaming with the subheading, it's a strategic move for the future of xCloud. Now, if you aren't familiar with xCloud, that is Microsoft's nascent upcoming streaming video game service that you'll be able to play Xbox games, Microsoft games on various devices, just like Google Stadia, but hopefully with a little bit more market penetration. Certainly, hopefully, if you've got stock in or are otherwise employed by Microsoft. But if this headline takes you by surprise, it is with good reason. Mixer had been spending the past year essentially engendering goodwill with major celebrities across gaming, with signing exclusivity contracts. I remember just a year ago reading a big, long, almost advertorial from Penny Arcade talking about how much better Mixer is than Twitch and how much Gabe was enjoying it in the service. Not even a year ago, you had Mixer spending purportedly between 20 and $30 million to sign Ninja away from Twitch on an exclusivity contract. A situation that was so big, so unusual for the gaming and streaming industry that we did a virtual legality episode on it, which you can check out on this channel. But all of that has gone away as of today, or more specifically, as of a month from now when Mixer will be formally shutting down. And if that time frame seems abrupt, it absolutely is. You don't usually see corporate initiatives like a Mixer of a company that is as big as Microsoft. And make no mistake, Microsoft is absolutely enormous, just stopping on a dime. And so I looked at this article, I was reading it with some amount of shock, and I said, what happened here? Which is why this video developed. I thought as a corporate lawyer, hey, maybe they sold the assets, maybe they did something, and it just made too much sense. Sometimes you get into a situation in business where there is just an offer too good to refuse. And maybe that is what happened with Microsoft, but that isn't the case, at least not in this Verge article that appears to be the exclusive that has led this news item off this afternoon. There doesn't appear to be money changing hands. This is just Microsoft getting out of the entire thing. So let's take a look at what this article actually says. Microsoft is closing its Mixer service on July 22nd and plans to move existing partners over to Facebook gaming. Now, Microsoft, not otherwise affiliated with Facebook, other than the fact that they are big tech corporations that have continuing relationships, as we will see and discussed in this article, but you don't see what you would expect to see if you're expecting an acquisition. You don't see, oh, they are selling it to Facebook gaming. They are transferring something to Facebook gaming. No, this is described almost as if two buddies just had a handshake deal at a bar somewhere, and they said, well, you know, we're going to shut down 
We don't want to be seen as the bad guys. This is a little bit like a law firm shutting down, honestly. We have these clients, we have these customers, we have these relationships that are affiliated with us, and we really don't want the news article to be Mixer shuts down, everybody's left on their own. So what we want to say in an article like this one in The Verge, if we're Microsoft, is we are shutting down, we're getting rid of the whole thing, we don't have assets to sell, apparently, which we'll talk about as well, but we want to make sure our people are taken care of, so they plan to quote-unquote move existing partners over to Facebook Gaming, but as we'll see in this article, it's not really all that simple. The surprise announcement means that Mixer partners and streamers will be transitioned to Facebook Gaming starting today, and Microsoft will no longer operate Mixer as a service in one month's time. Microsoft has struggled to reach the scale needed to, for Mixer to compete with Twitch, YouTube, and even Facebook Gaming, which has led to today's decision. And here's the quote from Phil Spencer. We started pretty far behind in terms of where Mixer's monthly active viewers were compared to some of the big players out there. Now, if you're reading this, you should read that as, ah, we gave up. We had a big boulder to push up this hill, and yep, Twitch got an advantage, then Twitch got Amazon money, and even Facebook has Facebook money. All these big companies had this, and yes, we're a big company, but we really, we didn't have our heart in it. And when we do videos in virtual legality where people come into my comments and say, hey, aren't you cynical when you talk about something like Google and Stadia and their history of dropping things? You should think of articles like this one. There is nothing wrong with Microsoft making this decision. For every decision that a corporation makes, it has to have a return on investment. That is what they are seeking. But when you are starting to advocate for a particular product or service of a company that you just love, you should always be looking at it with, what happens if this isn't as gangbusters as they think it will be? And some companies are better at maintaining things, either as loss leaders or just not as profitable as they would like, than the Googles and the Microsofts of the world. So I look at these kinds of articles, I look at things like Stadia and other initiatives, and I don't look at them with cynicism as much as realism. I say, hey, if this doesn't take off, it's not going to take off, they're gonna drop it. And I think Google's gonna drop Stadia, I really honestly do. Microsoft looked at this and said, hey, we've poured all this money in. We've clearly had a lot of strategic resources put behind Mixer. It wasn't making Twitch money. It wasn't making maybe even Facebook gaming money. It certainly wasn't the next YouTube. And then we just decided to stop. Continuing with the quote, I think the Mixer community is really going to benefit from the broad audience that Facebook has through their properties and the abilities to reach gamers in a very seamless way through the social platform Facebook has, which Mixer never really claimed to be. Mixer wasn't a Facebook analog. It wasn't a social platform of that stripe. It was a Twitch analog. So if you are a Mixer partner or you're somebody that has devoted a lot of your time and attention to Mixer, it might very well be the fact that you don't want to be a part of Facebook gaming. And Microsoft has tried to present this as a soft landing pad for you. But if you are watching this video in virtual legality, probably you have some relationship with Mixer and you are thinking about the fact that this isn't necessarily something that you wanted to do. Facebook gaming is, above all else, a part of Facebook. And certainly Facebook has had its own trials and tribulations with congressional testimony and data privacy and a whole host of other issues. So if you didn't want to be affiliated with Facebook, this probably isn't going to work for you. But as we get later on in the article, you'll also see that Microsoft didn't tie anybody to their platform. So they didn't tie anybody to their quote unquote being transitioned to Facebook either. And that includes 
their exclusive contracts. We will get to that in just a second. Microsoft is partnering with Facebook to transition existing Mixer viewers and streamers over to Facebook gaming in the coming weeks. Good luck transitioning existing viewers, by the way. The viewers are going to do what the viewers want to do. On July 22nd, all Mixer sites and apps will automatically redirect to Facebook gaming. Now, as a corporate lawyer, that's one of those things that jumps out with a flag. You say, oh, Microsoft is going to use their domains, use their roadmap to redirect to an ostensible partial competitor with what they do in big tech. Now, they're also a partner, and that's what we will see is being done here in this article, but that's very interesting. This suggests that there is at bare minimum some kind of partnership agreement where rights and obligations are exchanged, maybe not dollars. There's no reference to dollars here, but then when you read this, you say, okay, there's probably some kind of quid pro quo. That's normal. That's what a contract is. In fact, you can't have a contract without a quid pro quo. Now, we call that consideration because lawyers like magic language that maybe other people can't understand, but consideration is necessary for a contract to exist, and you have to have a contract existing to be able to hold different entities to their various rights and obligations. So this means, as the subheading to this article suggested, that Facebook is giving something back to Microsoft in exchange for this kind of behavior. Existing Mixer partners will be granted partner status with Facebook Gaming. So Microsoft negotiated that in advance. They say, hey, if they're already a partner with us, we vetted them. Do you trust us, Facebook? And you'll give them that status. And Facebook said, yes, we will. We trust your process, whatever you did for the past number of years. So you will automatically be a partner in Facebook Gaming. And any streamers using the Mixer monetization program will be granted eligibility for Facebook's Level Up program. Now, I, I point out the word eligibility because... This sentence is written for somebody just reading it to understand if they're a Mixer partner, then they will be a Facebook Level Up program partner. It doesn't actually fully say that. When you've got a word like eligibility, it means something like, we will consider having you in the program. And if there's something that pops up that we don't like in our rules that maybe Microsoft was otherwise okay with, we are reserving the right to say no. And so there's a lot of muddled language here. It's not very useful for the actual Mixer partners. If you could get to see the actual Microsoft Facebook agreement on this, you might be able to get some comfort or not, but we're never going to see that. That's not a document that we are going to be able to see in all likelihood. Mixer viewers with outstanding Ember balances, which I believe are like Twitch bits, channel subscriptions or Mixer Pro subscriptions will receive Xbox gift card credit. Now, in, in all honesty, the chances are that the terms of Mixer said when you buy these things, when you subscribe for things, when you buy these bits or Ember or whatever they want to call it, that they're non-refundable. You don't get anything back. So to some level, Microsoft is probably giving you something that they didn't have to. However, because this all is going to rub people the wrong way immediately, they probably had to do something for public relations purposes. And it's worth noting that Facebook, whatever program they have for subscriptions and bits and Ember and things like that, they weren't willing to have that transfer over. Microsoft isn't giving cash in exchange for whatever they received for the Ember. Facebook isn't honoring that. And so instead you get this kind of weird gray area where Microsoft is essentially giving you store credit for things you might not otherwise be buying. Like you might only be watching Mixer to watch talk shows or things unrelated to Xbox games. Maybe you're watching PlayStation games and you don't even have an Xbox. Maybe getting Xbox gift card credit isn't exactly the same as whatever you bought in Ember. But from a contractual standpoint, chances are Microsoft didn't know you anything. So this is one of those gray area kind of subjects. Still, it's likely to rub at least some folks the wrong way. Now, 
Microsoft's choice to partner with Facebook is clearly a strategic one that's also related to broadening the appeal of its upcoming xCloud game streaming service and its overall gaming efforts. Microsoft will work closely with Facebook to bring xCloud to Facebook gaming, allowing viewers to click and immediately play games that people are streaming. So this is the Stadia analog, right? This was probably always going to be the plan with xCloud and Mixer. Microsoft didn't like where Mixer was going, didn't like the numbers they were seeing when they hired Ninja, and Ninja lost however many millions of viewers he lost. They didn't like the prospects that they had competing in this space. So what they did is they said, we don't want to run Mixer anymore. We still want to have an entry point into this kind of click and buy things from us paradigm. And this is the quid pro quo. Somehow, Facebook gaming is going to integrate directly with Microsoft's xCloud game streaming service. And Microsoft is, hopefully for them, going to make money off that affiliation while still giving their partners at Mixer a landing spot that will hopefully, again from their perspective, keep the negative publicity down to a level that they can accept. It's a vision that's very similar to Google's ambitions with Stadia, but Mixer has lacked the scale and viewership to truly deliver this more broadly. Microsoft recruited exclusive streamers like Ninja and Shroud with big deals, but they haven't been enough to get more people using the service over rivals. Ninja, Shroud, and other top streamers are now free to rejoin Twitch or stream on Facebook gaming. Now, we got to dive into that a little bit. As we talked about... Mixer offered something like 20 to $30 million to Ninja. We didn't get more specifics about this range. And they were also signing other people up to things like $10 million deals. And the question is, what in the world did Microsoft pay at the front end? What were the termination rights under the contract? All we know right now is what we can piece together, which is that someone like Ninja signs on with Mixer on an exclusive basis, which means that he wasn't allowed to stream elsewhere. And he probably did that at the front end for some amount of money up front, because if he didn't do it for that, that would have been very silly. And then also for a continuing amount of money for the term of the contract. Now, with Mixer going under, and apparently with the contract dying at the same time, because if it wasn't, you would assume that Microsoft, having already paid, would simply transfer the contract rights over to Facebook. That would be a good thing from Facebook's perspective to have Ninja essentially forced to come on board. That they aren't doing that suggests that on a closure of the company, the contract goes away and Ninja almost certainly keeps the money he's already been paid. And then what happens to the money he would have been paid? That's an open question. I will be very interested in seeing what he and other exclusive signees to Mixer have to say about this, because while it is potentially good that he can go back to his home base, go back to Twitch, those kinds of places, it is absolutely the case that he has undoubtedly burned some bridges over there, right? And Microsoft entering into one of these contracts on a multi-year basis, making you sign an exclusive deal with them for this huge amount of money that they have promised you, going away within the year that they sign you to that contract isn't going to engender goodwill among these kind of massive players. And maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe they got enough money up front that they say, fine, this is great. I get to do what I want now and I don't have to be beholden to the contract. But if they didn't, if Microsoft had negotiated for, you get $2 million up front or some small amount of money, I know, relative, relatively small amount of money, I, I know. 
but you get this small amount for the overall contract value up front, and then we're going to tease it out for the rest of the years. You have to assume Microsoft isn't going anywhere. Mixer isn't going anywhere. This is essentially a sign of good faith that Mixer is going to hang around for the term of that contract. And then to close within the year, I mean, this is the kind of thing that if that contract didn't give you what you expected and more specifically hurt your relationship with your former quote unquote employer, at least partner program like a Twitch and Amazon, then you start to look at our lawsuits, something that I, I need to consider. When you're talking about multiple millions of dollars, if it didn't go exactly the way you want, you can pay for a lot of lawyer time and try to go get some of that money back, try to go get a settlement. And so that'll be something that I watch as well. It'll be very interesting to see. And a lot of that is going to be based around what structure these contracts had with the exclusives that Microsoft signed. Like I said, it might be that they paid most of it up front and then these guys are thrilled because they can go back to where they wanted with a whole bunch of pocket change to go back to where they wanted to be in the first place. But if that wasn't the case, look, look at this news item because this could be the start of something pretty significant in this space. Microsoft faced a decision between ditching Mixer, selling it off, or even investing more money in it without a guarantee it would hit the scale it needs to compete. Yep. Those are generally your options. Continue to grow it, ditch it, or sell it. When I talk to a client, that's that's the basic universe of things that you can do with an asset like this. Spencer says it wasn't as much about return on the sell, return on investment, how much money you can get, as it was about finding a partnership that was the best thing for the community and streamers, which says a couple of things when you're reading between the lines. We probably shopped it. Once we decided we aren't going to pursue Mixer, we probably had some back channel conversations. Say, hey, would you be interested in this? Would you be interested in this? If you were, what would you pay for it? Oh, by the way, none of our people are signed up to contracts that will survive this. Does that matter to you? Oh, it does? Hmm, that lowers the value. What are these assets that we have? Oh, you already do that better? Well, that's also a problem, but maybe we have some stuff we could sell. And then when that number gets low enough, you start saying, okay, maybe we should start looking at a strategic partner. Facebook calls you up. You say, what can I get for this? Well, we'd be happy to integrate xCloud and we would be happy to give you some kind of cut that might be more than you would otherwise get in a different space. And then you also get what you wanted out of your Mixer platform and you don't have to pay for it. It's a cost-free profit center. How do you feel about that, Microsoft? And eventually you have that conversation with Facebook and you say, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And you do something like this. We think this is it, and it gives us a great place to launch more xCloud content and give gamers the ability to play from there. Now, there's more in this article. I never like to read all of it. We got a lot of the substance out of it. We appreciate The Verge and Tom Warren for writing this, for having these kinds of news items that we can reflect on in this virtual legality space. But overall, what is worth noting here is that yesterday... There were two primary streaming services focused specifically on video game streaming, and now there's really one. And Facebook gaming is going to be making a push into that space, but Facebook gaming is and always will be tied to Facebook. And that is going to rub at least a certain subset of the video game population the wrong way. So in a very real way, the actual options for someone seeking to make money, seeking to make a lifestyle, seeking to maybe just get out there and play games with friends and see them and have them watch them in some kind of space, that universe of possibilities has been reduced, I think, in a real functional way. And I think the Mixer people, the people that are partnered with Mixer right now, are going to have an interesting transition process, whether they want to do that, whether they want to move over to Twitch, whether they want to do something else, whether they stop streaming entirely is going to be something that you are going to want to keep your eyes on. Now, the very last thing I wanted to address here, because I suspect 
this will wind up being tied into various articles about this story today is over the weekend, a number of people, women for the most part, I believe maybe entirely wound up coming out on Twitter and various other places, medium blog posts and things along those lines to make certain accusations about Twitch communities, uh, about Twitch streamers uh, and various types of things that I am certainly in no position to attest to the accuracy of, to speak out about or against. Uh, But it's worth noting that that happened. And I think more and more of these articles today and over the course of the week are going to be discussing that this was a movement, this was a series of conversations that happened over the weekend. And it wouldn't surprise me if a number of outlets wind up tying this news item to that one. And the very first thing I would say from a corporate law perspective is that there is no possible way that the conversations between Microsoft and Facebook about Mixer and xCloud and Facebook gaming took place over the weekend, took place over the last week or two weeks. This was probably a conversation months in the making. You don't have these kinds of corporate decisions made on the fly. Uh, One of the things we talk about in virtual legality is that all of these officers and board members and companies have a fiduciary obligation to not simply waste the assets. And so once it was decided at a strategic level that they were going to stop Mixer, they had an obligation to go and to figure out what the best landing spot for that was, what managed their public relations the best, who their partner would be, what they would get out of it. All of these things that do not get solved on a phone call, that do not get solved in a single dinner meeting, that do not get solved over a weekend in which a lot of bad things were being said about video game streaming and the community. This is particularly about Twitch, and I think this is going to be covered as a Twitch story, but there were certainly rumblings about Mixer and some other streaming solutions and and potential celebrities and influencers on those platforms that could have a similar kind of uh, accusation leveled at them. So the one thing I would say is just a kind of a going away point on this video is that I think it's an unlucky coincidence that something like this is announced right now. Maybe it was accelerated. Maybe it was going to be announced on Friday. That kind of thing can happen. But certainly this was a discussion way, way, way before any of the things that happened this weekend. And so I would be very reticent to tie those particular stories together. This has been Virtual Legality for today. I hope you enjoyed this. We love talking about the business and law of video games and other items of pop culture like movies and television. We think it presents an excellent prism for discussing what amounts to some pretty complicated things that nevertheless help the world be as it is as you see it in the news items that you love and the culture and media that you otherwise consume. We talk about these kinds of things all the time. We just did a post-mortem on The Last of Us Part Two, which we played over the weekend. And if you're interested in that game, the first 15 minutes of that is essentially a kind of review that is completely spoiler-free. So please do check that out. Otherwise, we've talked about recent Supreme Court decisions, Duke Nukem lawsuits, and all other manner of things that do touch on business and law in the realm of pop culture. If you watch this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.